0: Glad you could join us today. My name is Daniel Cavanaugh, and I'm here with my dad, Charles. This is Crosstalk, the gospel for today and beyond. We're in pursuit of growing in our understanding of the gospel and discovering what it means to transfer to the next generation. And dad, before we jump in here, I'm going to take our listeners through the progression of this week and where we came to this session, because we kind of gave a hint that maybe we were toward the end of this series. Right. Uh, you texted me We left yesterday. ourselves an out. Right. You texted me, you go, <clears throat> what are we moving on to next? That would have been yesterday. Then you texted me again, you go, hey, we left one out, which would be suffering. Right. Which is very true. Um, right. In fact, uh, it's it's probably easy to say, scripturally easy to say that the greatest expression of suffering was a cross and suffering is probably the greatest expression of grace that we could talk right. about. Right. Yeah, um, but that occurred
1: to me as I was thinking through
0: this. Yeah. yeah, but the cross is the grace expression of God's grace and of suffering. Yeah. So yeah. why not take a look at this? Right. We've talked about all these things. Obviously,
1: God's grace involves, at least in some way, and suffering is
0: involved with God's grace. Right, so it's fitting that we would close, I think, the study. Officially, Yeah. <laughs> with this, so I promise. <laughs> um, let's just jump in here. We're going to take as our kind of our grounding here um, in foundation. Second Corinthians twelve seven through ten. Our listeners may be familiar with that passage. You know, the thorn in the flesh that Paul right. had. Um, so we'll just jump in here. And first of all, we're going to talk about the gift of suffering. And as I say that, I know my listeners are probably going, our listeners are probably going, I don't always think of suffering as a gift. That's not what we think of. Gift is benefit in the sense of, you give me money and I'm now richer than I was, or you give me a gift that I've always wanted for Christmas. That's what we think about gifts. gifts.
1: The word gift and suffering doesn't sound like it would go together. But Paul himself says that lest I should be exalted above measure through the abundance of the revelations that were given to me, there was given to me a thorn. In the flesh, a messenger of Satan, to uh, um, lest I should be ab- exalted above measure. So, I mean, Paul thought of it in terms of it being given to him. <clears throat> and which and just the fact of what you said brings up the whole issue of the perplexity of, of the gift. Uh, um, That's a good way to put it. Yeah,
0: it's a <laughs> perplexing thing. God's gifts are often perplexing. Um, well, they're, they're other than what we think. Right. I mean people hear this passage all the time, My ways are not your ways, my thoughts are not your thoughts. Right. We say that a lot and I think we say so much it becomes trite, but it's true.
1: Well, I, I think of a message Ron Dunn preached and he used Jacob as an example of, of you know, God wrestled with Jacob and uh God pushed his his hip joint out of out of place and he limped for the rest of his days. But he, he makes the point, as Jacob approaches the group back to the group he was with, and he's limping, he uses, he kind of takes a, a modernization and says, uh, who is that? That's Jacob. He said, he doesn't look like any victorious Christian I know. And mm-hmm. and isn't that the truth? He said, yeah, they usually don't. They usually walk with a limp. Right. Uh, that point is here. Paul, in a, in a sense, walked with a limp. Paul, when he got older, he did, He wasn't a pleasant fellow to look at. He'd been, now I'm not saying his thorn was a physical, right. but he... He'd been through the mill, he had, and and so as perplexing as these things are, they are normal part of the will of God for Christians. Suffering is a normal part, uh, even hereunto were you called, Paul says.
0: Well, I think it's also good to live within that tension. Before you move on to that thought, to 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 live within that tension of the fact that yeah, we don't necessarily like it, right? But it's good, right? Anyway, yeah. you were saying, I interrupt you there, but I
1: just don't no, know. No, I, 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 that goes right along with it, and that's fine. It's just that, that God's gift, especially the gift of suffering, is a perplexing thing. But, having said that, we also see the necessity of the gift. Because but Paul, do we really? Do we really see well, the Well, we do. We see it in the text. I don't know if we <laughs> see it. Aha! But we do see it in the text. And Paul says that his thorn was necessary. He says, lest I should keep on lifting myself up. Uh, so Paul saw uh, he he didn't just see the 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 possibility or even the probability of his own sinful pride. He saw the certainty of his own sinful pride. He knew, and he just got to talking about these revelations he'd had. He'd been to the third heaven, seen things unspeakable to man. So based on it, he says, "I was given this because
0: I would be proud if I ha- hadn't been given this." Right. Um, Not that we have the time, because you could almost go into a whole session with this, a whole episode. When you talk about the necessity, obviously certain sufferings are different for everyone. That's exactly right. So, like, obviously I'm not being persecuted for my belief, necessarily. Yeah, but it's not happening. You know, I I was thinking this morning, I was studying suffering for my small group study um, tonight, and I was thinking to myself, I wouldn't say I'm really suffering right now. Right. But then I got to thinking, well, but there's varying degrees. Like my son, who's two years old, it's, it's, a, it's a challenge. And yeah. right now it's really a difficult challenge right. trying to discipline and work right. with him. And, and so I guess what, I, what I'm trying to say is, is these things are necessary. Not so much that I'm training my son, but it's good for me. Right. Because am I relying upon the Lord or relying upon myself?
1: Well, oh, it sound like a... An old daddy who's going to say to his son, "Just wait, you'll you you may." It could get, get worse, share. Out, It could, yeah. Right. But I and I often thought my younger years. I don't suffer much for the Lord, right. I don't really go through much. But as years went by, things happened, and you were involved in those things, and you know uh, a lot of those things that happened. But but I've had people say to me as I've talked, and just to answer that too, I've talked with people about particular sufferings, and then they'll talk about something they're going through, and they'll say, "Yeah, but it doesn't sound like much compared to you." And and uh, Pam and I have said. Whatever your particular thorn is, your suffering is, it's important and it's troublesome to you right now.
0: Well, and I <clears> there <throat> is degrees of suffering.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: There are. I, I, I don't yeah. think, biblically speaking, we can say that. And we could go through Scripture and find right. Not everyone suffers suffering. the same. Right. Not all of us have been put on a cross. Right. Exactly. <laughs> I mean, not all he of us have been given whatever Paul's particular thorn right. was. Right. Yeah. Okay, so I just say that for our listeners so that they, in some ways, take heart in realizing. Maybe their suffering is not good enough. Yeah. Well, <laughs> you whatever what your thorn
1: is, it's no side right. matter with the Lord. It's important.
0: Okay, so perplexity, necessity, it's a gift. Mm-hmm. Next, the grief of suffering. There's a lot of pain
1: involved. Yeah, I think what we need to realize is suffering is that. we can. If, if I'm talking to you about something you're going through and trying to encourage you, I have to not forget you're still hurting. Right, It may be a gift, but you're still hurting. That, that's the reality of pain. Whether it's emotional pain. And Paul's pain was real. Whatever it was, whether it was emotional, we don't know. There are different opinions as to what Paul's problem was. All we know is it hurt. It was troublesome. It caused grief. It caused suffering. If it was physical, then he had that. And he had his physical problems, we know. Right. Uh, if it was a problem, uh, John MacArthur thinks it was a person, a false teacher who... Really, or somebody in the church? The fact is, we don't know. Given if it's we don't know, and <clears throat> there's a reason for that because it applies to all of us, whatever our particular thorn is. So uh, that the, the pain is real. There's the reality of pain, and and then in this case, you see, there's the extremity of pain. I mean, you know, <clears throat> some of
0: these things can put us down. You and I were talking before we came on, and I was more or less looking for kind of a point of application. So when we talk about suffering and the grief and the pain, I think a danger, we want to comfort people, but I think a danger with people who've gone through something extremely painful, loss of a family member or whatever, you know, you think of that, or you're physical, personally, physically having a struggle with something, or an emotional loss, whatever, there is this tendency to think that because I'm going through this and you're not, you really can't speak into my life. Right. So I think we have to be careful. As much as we want to recognize the pain, the person, the pastor, the fellow believer, yeah, fellow believer yeah. who's in your small group, right. or best friend right. even, who's not gone through it, yeah. can be there to speak truth into your life Yes. and encourage you. And we need to be of a mind... To receive it. It cannot be an excuse. No. To where it then leads us to places to where we're not going to receive what we need to know. Well, I I just think
1: that God puts people in our lives so that we can hear from them. Will they go through what we've gone through? Maybe Maybe not. not. Maybe not. That's okay. And uh, as for Paul, we know how extreme his pain was because the term user is a stake. It's a thorn, but it's more than a thorn. It's a It's a stake, sometimes used for impaling, and he kept on beating. It was a continuous or reoccurring, buffeting beating of Paul, whatever it was. It kept coming back to him, and um, he needed needed grace, and he needed input
0: of other believers. So maybe the way to look at this is, on the one side... We who are not going through it need to have empathy at the very least. Oh, yeah. As much as we um, can. Yeah. And sympathize as much as we can right. with our fellow believer who's struggling through this pain. Right. But on the flip side, the one who is going through it needs to realize that don't rob... The person who's trying to encourage you and be there for you. Oh. Not sitting there putting you in your place and telling you all this right. stuff and you're right. this horrible person. But the person who's sitting to seeking to serve you, don't rob them of the blessing of being the body of Christ. Right. Exactly. And I think that's that's where that balance has to come in from both sides, if you will. Exactly. Okay. So we talk about the the gift of suffering. And obviously the grief of suffering. But now let's move into the grace. Let's talk about the, the end in and of itself. What's suffering all about?
1: Yeah, I think we need to realize that that Paul is like us. He wanted this gone. And so he asked God three times. In fact, he, he didn't just say, Lord, if it's your will. He said, I want done with this. I'll get it out of my life. Hmm. But that didn't happen. So now here comes his view of grace
0: which is interesting because it flies in the the face of the um the gospel the what am i what i'm talking about the health wealth health gospel, wealth gospel. Yeah. thank you i was i was going i'm a blank there it really flies in the face of that it
1: does because one thing paul illustrates for us is that god didn't always remove whatever the thorn is whatever, right. did, whatever it may be so life is not and we hear this cliche it's not a bed of roses well it is but it's got lots of thorns in it you know but, right and uh, um, so, Paul shows us a way to look at whatever our particular grief is. So, a focus, a viewpoint. Yeah, and we can to take to what here. he does here and we can apply this to whatever our situation is. It's biblical. It's, it's and he, So, when he talks about the grace of suffering, uh, we're told that grace is very much a part of what God is doing. Mm-hmm. So, one of the things we see is the plenty of grace. My grace is sufficient for you. You know, there's a, there's a line in Mary Poppins, enough is as good as a feast. Mm-hmm. And if you know, sufficient or enough, you can't get better than that. And His grace is enough. His grace is sufficient. What, what we need, all that we need, is found in the grace of God. Now, it may not feel that way. We may feel that what we need is for this to be done, or the pain to be relieved, or the problem to be solved. No. What we have is the grace of God. That's enough. Hmm. So that's the plenty of God's grace. There's also the power of God's grace. We hear that used a lot. But but you see Paul say later, He first he says, my grace is sufficient for you. And then he says, the power of God will rest upon me. So uh, there is power in God's application of His grace in our suffering. Power doesn't mean we now jump up and... And everything just is wonderful. Right. It simply means that it's His not false power power. is bringing us
0: through this. Right. His strength is bringing us through this. It's not a false sense of, of reality. <laughs> exactly. I mean, reality is opposite still, of You're really still hurting. Is. Pain's right. still
1: extreme. Right. Pain's still real. Uh, so there's the power of God's grace and there's the purpose of God's grace. What does God have in mind? Most gladly therefore, Paul says, that's an interesting phrase in itself, most gladly therefore will I rather glory in my infirmities, my weaknesses, in order that there's the purpose, the power of God may rest upon me there's the concept of power of God he's not saying it's gone but the power of God's resting
0: on his life so there's a joy that comes from knowing that you're right in the center of where God wants you
1: that's where we got to go that's a hard thing I know I, I was preaching yesterday to some believers on, on the Lord's day to some believers and I was preaching in Philippians and uh, you know I brought up that whatever it is we have to go to on Monday morning that that's right. part of our pursuit of Christ's likeness and God's will and pressing toward the mark. And I said, I have to live with that. Mm-hmm. I said, I, I'm right there with you. And so it doesn't change. Monday morning doesn't change. You know, there's a book called It's Friday, but Monday's coming. And right. Monday's coming. Yeah. And and whatever that is, or and the morning's coming, whatever it may be. So there's the... The purpose, there, there is God's purpose in this grace, that the power of God may rest upon me. And then there's the pleasure of God's grace. Now, this is back to the perplexing issue here, because right. Paul says, therefore, I take pleasure in weaknesses. Now, that one is hard for me to get my arms right.
0: Yeah, very. I, I, but we think
1: of pleasure yeah. as physical fulfillment, food, sex, whatever it may be. Right. You know, those things that give us pleasure. But Paul's talking about a pleasure here that supersedes those things. I take pleasure therefore in weaknesses, in reproaches and necessities, and persecutions and distresses for Christ's sake. Could you
0: think the, the pleasure could be some sort of gratitude that what God is doing is I what certainly think gratitude and contentment yeah. are
1: involved in that. It's yeah. a sense that, okay, I'm I'm finding I've he he came to the realization that the removal of the thorn was not the issue. Hmm. That the purpose of the thorn was the issue. That God's reason for the thorn, what God was doing in his life was the issue. And he's human. He wanted it removed. Sure, he asked, <laughs> get it out of my life. He, he was pretty forceful about that. If you look at the original, right. he's very forceful about that. But he says all of this in order that the power of Christ may rest upon me. Which he was more concerned about. Exactly. So sure, when I'm weak, then I'm strong. Now there's the, the oxymoron. There's the incongruity for us. When we are weak, then we are strong. Why? Because we're resting in the grace of God.
0: Well, and God's power is seen clearly.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And one day, perhaps, Lord willing, in eternity, we'll see that God did some things we never even understood. Mm -hmm. But He did. But at the end of the
0: day, If God's glorified, if God's done, what does it matter if we know?
1: You know, I have to tell the Lord and myself that. I have to say, because, you know, there are situations in my life right now, I would change them in a heartbeat if I could. There are other ways I would do things. There are other things I would rather be doing. And I say, but Lord, I know that you've got something going on here. Hmm. And I have to trust that. I have to trust that the grace of God
0: is at work in my life. Well, I think that about wraps up <laughs> our expressions of God's yeah. grace study. And I think suffering is a good way to wrap that up. Yeah. Um, so and we hope that people be encouraged and strengthened by this, by this right. understanding of what suffering is and its purpose. Right. So. Well, we do thank you for joining us today. We look forward to being with you next week. Crosstalk is a production of Vision for Living Ministries. This is a free resource, but if you would like to support us, you can do so by visiting visionforliving.org forward slash support. For more information on Vision for Living Ministries, visit our website where you will find other resources, including our blog. You can also find us on Facebook or follow us on Twitter at twitter.com forward slash V4L. We would love to hear from you. You can email us at info at visionforliving.org or send us a message on Facebook. Join us next week on Crosstown, the gospel for today and beyond.